Hi, welcome to Wrestling with Scripture. I'm Wes Gunther, pastor of the Cedar Hill Baptist Church of Dillsburg, Pennsylvania. On this series, we are looking at biblical passages or biblical topics, uh, trying to make some uh, discernment and understanding of some of the more difficult passages that people struggle with. Uh, we want to have a clear understanding. We want to be able to give a biblical defense of those passages that people might have a misunderstanding about. Hi, this is Pastor Wes Gunther, and on this week's edition of Wrestling with Scripture, I'd like to look at the subject of the communion service, uh, often referred to in our church as the Lord's Supper, or other churches, uh, one of the sacraments, uh, Holy Communion. Uh, I want to look at that uh, subject and talk about why we do it, what the Bible says about it. Uh, I think some people have some, maybe some misconceptions about it. Uh, if you're not familiar with church, uh, that may seem uh, maybe an odd ceremony. And so I just want to talk about that for just a moment. Uh, we know that the Lord's Supper was instituted by Jesus Christ the night in which he was going to be uh, betrayed by Judas Iscariot, that he would go through the trial and ultimately be crucified the next morning. And so as Jesus Christ met with them at the Last Supper, this is the famous painting uh, that we see uh, depicting the Lord's Supper and so forth. We see this image very often and I'm very familiar with it. And every um, uh, Protestant uh, Catholic church participates in this very act of duplicating this. And that's because as Jesus Christ was getting ready to die, he gave them a picture to remember him by. And uh, obviously, obviously, based on the time, it's not a photograph or a video or something like that. We understand that. It was a ceremony. It was something that the people uh, that uh, wanted to remember him could partake in and thus set aside a time to remember what he had done. Uh, it was important, uh, based on the prophecy of Scripture, that the Messiah, the perfect one, the Holy One, God himself, would come as a sacrifice for mankind. He had a sinless nature. And so his blood shed for our sins was a cleansing blood, a perfect blood, uh, a, a blood without sin, and could be the only payment for our sin. And so Jesus Christ came, and he had to die. He had to die uh, as a sacrifice. He had to die uh, with bloodshed. And uh, those are very important elements uh, in the prophecy and looking forward. We see it depicted in the sacrifices of the Old Testament, and that looking forward to the Messiah that would come, whose blood would be shed for us. So, Jesus Christ, the night in which he was about to be uh, betrayed and ultimately uh, tried and then crucified, he set this example aside. He put together an example uh, to remember him by, and so it was the a, a bread Jesus said, this is my body, which is broken for you. And then here's the cup, uh, the, the wine or, or the, uh, the juice, depending on what churches are using. Uh, our church uses a, a non-alcoholic juice. And so the, the juice, that's a cup, uh, a picture of the blood that was shed. Uh, and so this is very clearly a picture to remember him by. Uh, the Catholic church uh, has taken this farther, I would believe farther than in, it was uh, 
expected to be, of course, in Scripture, in that they say the body and, and the, I'm sorry, the bread and the cup actually become the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And so I'm not going to get into explaining their whole uh, substantiation and then transubstantiation. That's their doctrine. Uh, but clearly in Scripture, it was given as a picture. And Jesus Christ said himself, this do in remembrance of me. I think we see our best explanation of all this from the Apostle Paul in the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter number 11 as he's working with the church at Corinth to explain what the communion service is all about. And the church at Corinth had likewise taken it a little step farther in that they had made this communion service, <clears throat> excuse me, they had made the communion service a fellowship time. It had become a feast. It had become a big meal. <coughs> Excuse me. And, and uh, uh, Paul had cautioned the church at Corinth in the early part of that chapter, don't you have houses to eat in? This is not a place for uh, people to come and have a, this is not a potluck dinner. That's not what this is. Uh, this is just a picture and a remembrance of what Christ had done. And so uh, at our church, and I'm sure most churches that uh, we see, it's a, it's a very small amount of bread, a very small amount of juice. This is not to be any type of a meal uh, or a snack. This is just a picture of what Christ had done on Calvary. And so in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24, Paul's writing and says, when he, that's Christ, when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. Verse 25, after the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. <clears throat> so, verse 26, for as often as you eat the bread and drink this cup, you do show or picture the Lord's death until he comes. And so this is something that as a church we've been commissioned to do. Uh, we believe most Protestant churches would, would be in a total agreement here uh, that our church has been given two ordinances to follow. In other words, there's two particular acts that the church has been commissioned to do. One of them is baptism, <coughs> excuse me, and the other one is the communion service. And so uh, the church is responsible for fulfilling these until Jesus comes again. For as long as we are in the church age, the church will continue to baptize believers and to remember Christ's death through the communion service. And so, uh, what's this bread and what's this cup? Are we, uh, um, perhaps, and I've heard this a little bit, but sometimes people come through that aren't familiar with the church or aren't familiar, they're new to church, uh, aren't familiar with why we do what we do. And the idea that we are picturing the body of Christ and the blood of Christ seems somehow uh, gross to them or, <clears throat> or something. And that's not at all what this is. This is an opportunity for us to remember, uh, for us to remember that Jesus Christ died. The payment of sin was a price we could not pay ourselves. <clears throat> Only God could pay that price. And sin is an awful thing that requires a very high price. And so sin is not something that could be easily brushed away, could not be easily dealt with. <coughs> Excuse me. It's going to take 
only the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ to wash away that sin. And that sin can only be dealt with with the immense price, the immense uh, amount of, of love that only Jesus Christ could do in giving his precious blood, uh, sacrificing his own life in payment for our sins. When we come together, our church, the first Sunday of every month, we remember the Lord's Supper through the communion service, and we have an opportunity once again uh, just to partake, to remember, to reflect. <clears throat> Not a photograph. Uh, photographs uh, start to uh, lose their uh, interest. In other words, you, you can walk by a photograph for years and kind of forget about it. It just kind of becomes routine. The Lord gave us a ceremony, something to partake in. So we stop for a moment. We pause. We reflect. We read the scripture. We pray. Uh, we get our hearts right. We come together as a church members, uh, as the body of Christ, uh, to remember and reflect what he did on Calvary for us. So when we have the opportunity for a communion service, uh, it's an opportunity, most importantly, to remember. It's the picture that he gave us. Hi, this is Pastor Wes Gunther. We just want to take a moment to thank you so much for listening to the recording of my message today. At Cedar Hill Baptist Church, we would like to be of help and encouragement to you, and we would love to hear from you. If we could pray for you, if you have a prayer request that you'd like to share with us, if you'd like to give some feedback on the message that you heard today, uh, we encourage you to send us an email and let us know how we can help you. Our email address is cedarhillbap, cedarhillbap at gmail.com. You can get more information about our ministry at our website, chbcdillsburg.com. Thank you.